and every one of you all in the house of the Lord on a Friday night. A good bishop told me, he said, anyone that has service on Friday night are very brave, but we're thankful, we're thankful that uh, you all chose to be with us on a Friday afternoon. You may be seated. We've come to celebrate. We're going to celebrate all weekend, really. Uh, tomorrow we're having a cookout with some activity outside and things, but uh, tonight we're celebrating with Tri-State Christian Academy, and I'll tell you, it's been an absolutely wonderful 20 years. Uh, if you like chaos and, and all that's bundled up in the package. You know, when God told Jeremiah he was going to be a great man, he didn't, he didn't tell him that it was only going to be in God's eye he was going to be a great man. Uh, Jeremiah almost accused God of lying. You, you read the book, but... Uh, if God told us all the things that we'd face, I guess uh, we'd be hesitant. But when you get a young lady that doesn't know any better, Sister Miracle was employed by Bell County School System, hadn't been out of college a few years, teaching in Bell County, Kentucky, and our oldest daughter, Ashley, was getting ready to uh, start school, and we knew, we knew where we wanted her to be, and in our area, we didn't have any options, and God laid a burden on my wife's heart. She came home, talked to me, and I said, let's do it, and neither one of us, let me rephrase that. She, she's the genius of the bunch. I didn't have a clue uh, what, what, it, what it entailed to start a Christian school. Uh, but we have got great friends all around us that are highly educated and willing to share their knowledge. And you're looking at two of them with us tonight from Knoxville, First Apostolic, that's been doing it. He's not much older than me, but uh, he, he was birthed into this education system as well. And uh, Pastor... Mark McCool has been been such a great friend of ours, of this church, and we're thankful for that. But we're thankful for every individual that made this possible for us to be able to celebrate 20 years and still going. And, and by the good grace of God, uh, we'll celebrate again, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll uh, have another milestone and, and be with you all again. We sent out a lot of invitations to the people that have been involved in our church, whether it be a student or faculty, and we were hoping, and hopefully throughout the weekend, uh, we will see more of them, but we're thankful for you tonight, and this is not about me or not about Sister Miracle per se, but this is about Tri-State Christian Academy, and it's much larger than two individuals, and for that, we thank you, uh, parents, former students and all the staff that's uh, been on board with us, we're very thankful for that. And as I looked back there earlier and saw Brother Stephen Blevins, and I remember whenever he was here as a very young man, there wasn't anyone going to outpray Stephen Blevins. Y'all remember that? He would come up here, and he, he'd, be, he'd be in tears and be shaken. He'd be praying so hard. And just a... Just a wonderful, wonderful experience with all these young people as they have grown up, adults now, uh, many of them married and going on their uh, end of their careers, but we're, we're thankful. We're thankful for every individual, and Sister Miracle is going to come here in just a moment, and 
share some things with you all, and, and I will be conscious of the time. Uh, but let me say thank you to Sister Morgan. Uh, she's been with Sister Miracle 20 years, and uh, she is our educational director uh, of our church. And Sister Morgan, every church, every church needs a Sister Morgan. If you're going to go forward and you're, you're going to have su success, you, you need a Sister Morgan. And her and Sister Howerton both have been on board for many, many years. And I'm so appreciative of not only their hard work and dedication, but their friendship. And, and those, those two ladies, Sister Morgan, Sister Howerton, both of them, it doesn't matter if they're stuck in the ditch. If you ask them how they're doing, it's okay. Uh, because they know they're coming out. They know they're getting out of the ditch. And they've got great faith, great dedication. And most of all, they serve a great God that has, that has ministered to them. But they've sacrificed tremendously. Uh, Sister Morgan has, has got her teaching degree. She could be making a lot of money and uh, good benefits and, and retirements and things. And uh, probably not going to beat the retirement you got right now. But uh, uh, we're thankful. We're thankful. Sister Morgan, Sister Howerton. Uh, they are two of our teachers now. Sister Davis has got that same uh, DNA, I think, and, and we're appreciative. But there's been so many that's been on board over the 20 years. Uh, but Sister Morgan's been uh, such, a, such a benefit to our church and to our school. She oversees the district kids' quest during, during uh, district camp. There was a couple years where she oversaw kids' quest before they appointed Brother Roberts uh, as the national director. She oversaw Kids Quest at national events, at general conference, and she is, she's got a burden for young people, and I, I'm very appreciative. But I also want to say thank you to my wife because she's made this possible uh, through the help of others and through the help of God for my two daughters to graduate from Tri-State Christian Academy and go on and further, further their education. Ashley has now graduated from... Uh, college and, and she's also an educator and been in, been in school system for five years now and Elaine is a senior in college getting ready to move to South Carolina is, is the plan as of right now and further her education there so uh, we're thankful I'm thankful for my wife that had a burden uh, been some bumps in the road and, and different things but God always sees us through and I'm thankful for that but thank you, thank you to everyone that's here tonight, every parent, every student, every individual that's helped out with Tri-State Christian Academy, and I greatly, greatly appreciate everything, and, and whatever role you played, whatever part it was, it, it made, made a difference, uh, it made a difference, and I'm thankful for that. But I'm going to ask Sister Miracle if she would come and share a few things with you, and then, then Brother Morgan's going to come back, and I think we've got a slideshow. Uh, before our good pastor ministers to us tonight, but Sister Miracle. As he said, there's been many people that have come alongside us um, over these 20 years that we want to say thank you to. First of all, we want to say thank you to Just Spirit and Truth Worship Center, um, the congregation, because without each and every one of you, we would not be able to um, have this ministry. Um, the Tri-State is a ministry of the church. Um, so uh, all of the saints um, are involved in that. Um, and it, 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 you've just been a blessing over the 20 years and have gotten on board 
as, as we've started this, and we want to say thank you to you. Um, second, I want to uh, say thank you um, to any of the parents. So if you were a parent of a student of Tri-State Christian Academy, would you please stand? And, huh? Anytime. If you've been a parent <laughs> of a student at Tri-State Christian Academy, if you will please stand. Because you um, have allowed us to minister to your children, and that we take as um, the greatest honor that could be given to us. So please, let's give them a hand. Next, well, all the students of Tri-State Christian Academy, if you have been a student, please stand. Let's give them a hand. We have had some excellent students over the years, and we are so glad to see you back. Um, some of you, some of you are still, still here with us. Um, if you'll notice, um, our praise team, all of them, I think except two, um, were in praise team for Tri-State Christian Academy on chapel. And um, y'all knew it was coming. <laughs> As they would practice on Fridays before chapel, we'd sit and listen to them. And for those of you who don't know me, I can sing a little bit, but as far as playing anything or anything like that, nope, it, it's not here. <laughs> um, so, so I couldn't help much, <laughs> but, but we tried to come along. Um, and you can see, of course, what they have taken and developed. And it's such a blessing because that is basically our praise team. That is our praise team. <laughs> um, the, the two that were not uh, members of Tri-State Christian Academy, one um, now is... Uh, works with our chapel um, for praise, Sister Leah Davis and um, Sister Hannah Davis, uh, married a student of Tri-State Christian Academy. <laughs> um, so it's, it's been a blessing um, all the way around there. What I'd like to do now is take a minute and recognize um, a few of the people that came along and helped through teaching or um, assisting or whatever it was over the years. As we said, there was many that came along, and we just want to say thank you. Uh, I know some of them have asked not to be recognized, but I don't listen well, so I'm sorry. <laughs> the first one is Sister Martina Blevins. Will you come up, please? Yes, please give her a hand. <laughs> okay. Just sit, sit, sit right there for a minute because I want to get a picture. I won't make you stand up here. <laughs> Uh, Sister Shelley Brock was a preschool teacher for several years. Give her a hand, please. Our preschool teachers need lots of hands. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yes, both, both ways. <laughs> Sister Geraldine Taylor has been coming over for several years now cleaning for us. She'll come in of the evenings, and it is such a blessing. <laughs> That that's we don't have to take care of, and we appreciate her. Sister Liz Parton was a kindergarten. What you, what grade did she have? I don't remember. Preschool, kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> there 
Sister Janie Cutler, our secretary for several years, lots of years, I don't remember. I, I started to put dates on them, and I thought, nope, ain't going there. <laughs> Um, Sister Leah Davis has been with us for the last couple of years now. Great with child, expecting another future tiger. <laughs> this way. <laughs> As my husband's already said, Sister Leah Howerton, and like I said, I didn't put dates on these because I'm really bad, <laughs> so, um, has been with us for several, several years now. Uh, back when her uh, her Jacob, which Jacob, raise your hand, was little baby. She's been with us since then, teaching preschool, kindergarten. She has, during the time she's been with us, went back to school, gotten her degree, and is such a blessing. <laughs> and Sister Regina Morgan. She is my partner in crime, as Pastor said. If, uh, if we'd have been older when God put this burden on us, we may have known better, but we were so young that <laughs> we just said, okay. <laughs> but Sister Regina has always been there. No matter what, I'll say, hey, let's do this. And she's just as crazy as I am and says, okay, let's do it. <laughs> so each of these ladies, we've had, a few, had several more that aren't here tonight. Sister Debbie Owens, Sister... Uh, Delaney Blankenship, Sister Denise West um, have all been teachers over the years, and uh, uh, we appreciate all of them. So, ladies, before you take off, will you come stand here real quick? Sister Hannah's going to take a picture. All right, before you all sit down, we have something for Sister Candy as well. She wears many hats, holds many positions, holds district positions. I mean, she's a woman of many talents, and we are very, very blessed because of her. Let's give her a hand as well. ready for the slideshow. Is there something that needs to be? If you will dim these lights up here, it'll help us see a little bit better. Y'all coordinated there? All right, let's do it. straight and narrow true send them out beyond their wildest dreams sons and daughters 
Numbers are the legacy And pray on through This crazy life and watch them fly straight to The target that we're aiming for is you The target that we're aiming for is you To the ends of the earth they will take this line Like a torch that's flying through the darkest night Oh, lift them up, pull back the boat Say a prayer and let them go like arrows oh. Send them out like arrows Oh, it's the most important battle we will fight Gotta give them more than words, let's give our lives. And it takes. It's pretty incredible whenever you begin to think back over the years of the people that you have been around and met, influenced, they've influenced you. What's the two great commands in the Bible? Love God, love people. What you saw on the screen just now is absolutely the greatest thing you can invest in, and that's young people. That's people in general. That, that's, that has an eternal investment. And I am so thankful uh, to see those pictures over the years of students that's already grown up and now they've graduated college or in their own careers and things back when they were, they were just very small children. And we had a part of their life. Had a young man this morning, as soon as chapel was over, Pastor, 
can I get baptized? I said, yes, you can. He said, when? I said, you talk to your parents. And he said, when can you do it? And I said, any time you want to. He said, I'll talk to my parents. So uh, excited, excited about having uh, opportunity to be a part of these children's life. And I guarantee you, uh, these children love me and I love them. And I'm thankful for them. Brother Blevins, so good to see you tonight. Uh, what a what a major role, Brother Blevins, not only Sister Blevins being here at the school, but Brother Blevins as well, all the things that he had done. And he's continued doing that for the Knoxville Church and, and wherever he goes, he's a blessing. And uh, just a tremendous friend, tremendous man. Would you, would you stand, Brother Blevins, and, and give praise to the Lord this afternoon? Thankful you're here with us tonight. Yes, he did. Brother Blevins, we're very blessed that you had a part of it. Amen. Brother Blevins had the know-how, and God laid the burden on his heart, and he had the heart to do it as well. And uh, sometimes the best ability is availability, but he had both. He had the availability and the ability. And, and Brother Blevins has been an absolute fingerprints all over the church, from, from ministering from the pulpit to... Uh, working with the school and his burden, his burden hasn't changed. His burden's still there and uh, uh, still, still ministering and still a uh, blessing. We thank you. Thank you for your family. Uh, thank you to all. I didn't name so all the names. Uh, that's been 20 years ago. And sometimes I, I may need to help getting home. So <laughs> I can't remember everything everyone did, but uh, to everyone, much appreciated. I may mention just a moment ago what was the two great commands, and you said love God and love people. 
I'm telling you tonight, we've got a family here that has perfected that. And I'm thankful for Pastor and Sister McCool. What friends. Uh, they've held titles and, and, and offices and from national events to, to the district level to whatever you could think of, they've held that office probably. But one of the greatest things they've done, and that's been a friend uh, to all the people that needed a friend. And when you talk to Pastor or Sister McCool, you'll think you're their best friend ever. That's the way they make everybody feel. And I'm appreciative. He's a very, this, this family's a very busy family, but I'm so thankful that they were willing to come to Arthur, Tennessee on a Friday night and be with us. Uh, we're going to be blessed tonight. We're already blessed, but we're, we're uh, going to be blessed tonight by the Word of God. So would you all stand with me tonight? And once again, to all the teachers, all the workers, all the people that's, that's helped us uh, to have this night available, uh, thank you all. But would you tonight put your hands together? Let's welcome our pastor tonight and the Lord as he comes to minister the word of God to us. Could we give that hand to Jesus now? Give him your very best praise right now. Savior, I love you. Jesus, I praise you. I exalt you. Savior, I worship you this night. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm going to let you be seated. It is truly my honor and my privilege to be here tonight at Spirit and Truth Worship Center with a wonderful, wonderful church family, two of the greatest people I know, Pastor and Sister Miracle. Now, it's taken us 20 years to get here, so... I'm, I'm not going to stay up here all night, but I, I beg your patience for a few moments for I do feel that it is our responsibility to give honor where honor is due. Um, I think God would ordain it to be so because it is truly, Sister Jamie and my highest honor to be here with you tonight. A lot of memories started flooding through my mind as well, and I felt like the Lord was just bringing things back just as he was for Brother Blevins. The Lord was bringing back some special memories, even in my drive up here. I, I jotted down over the past, and this is not a, a brag list, I promise you, but it's it, I'm going somewhere if you'll give me a moment. Over the past 12 months, since October of last year, uh, Aside being at home preaching at First Apostolic Church, I've had the honor of uh, ministering uh, at several events. Uh, we, Sister Jamie and I were in Indianapolis, Indiana for a special event there. Uh, we uh, flew out to uh, uh, El Paso, Texas and uh, spoke at a marriage retreat in Rio Doso, New Mexico and then went back to Carlsbad, New Mexico, for services there. Uh, we uh, were in St. Louis and then went from St. Louis to uh, Memphis in one weekend for a series of services. Had the privilege of preaching at our general ministry conference in Covington, Kentucky this year, right across the border from Cincinnati. Uh, I had the privilege of preaching at the men's conference of the Louisiana District in Tioga, Louisiana, uh, and just about three weeks ago, 
Sister Jamie and I were in Madrid, Spain, and got to preach at uh, the European Conference of the Assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ. I told you all that to tell you this. Driving up here, Brother Miracle, I looked at the scenery. I looked at what God was doing. And then when I pulled in here tonight, it struck me. I didn't know what was going to be said. I can think of no higher honor and no place I would rather be than right here tonight. For I feel like God has ordained it to be so. You are a blessed people. First of all, you're living in the prettiest part of the world. I, I can give, hey, forget Texas, forget Louisiana, forget Spain. If you're in East Tennessee, any place else is a step down. But God has blessed all of you with the opportunity of being in the greatest place in the world and having the greatest pastor and first lady that you could possibly have. Um, pastor and Sister Miracle truly have servants' hearts. Uh, from the infancy of uh, our relationship of knowing each other, Pastor and Sister Miracle working in the Tri-State District there's one thing they don't seem to know about in service, and that's how to say no. Because if it means being the, uh, the uh, secretary of uh, the uh, district, if it means uh, heading up the uh, children's outreach at camp meeting, uh, to working at, at all levels in, in our organization, uh, they always answer the bell and answer the call. And that's why this is a church of servants, for you have a servant's heart that has been passed on to you by your pastor. And I would say a great big thank you this to this assembly. Uh, when, when God chose to uh, move the Blevins family to Knoxville, I know what a loss that is, but I also know what a blessing that is because they have the hearts of servants as well. Brother Miracle, I know that Brother Stephen learned to pray somewhere because he prays like that at home as well. He'll be in the altar crying out, but he doesn't care who, you know, you got these guys that are men's men. He's one of those men's men, and he's not afraid to cry and pray and cry out before the Lord. The Blevins family have been equally a blessing to us, and I honor them. I love them. But I also honor this assembly for being the foundational blocks in their spiritual life and making them what they are in the Lord. And I honor you for, for allowing us to have them in our assembly as God had moved them to Knoxville. Now, I want you to know that I feel strongly about Christian education. Uh, Christian education is is very, very dear to me. I, I, I want to tell you a little story that's not in my notes, and but I feel like God would have me tell you this. Uh, we started our Christian school. This year will be our 42nd graduating class. And I never had the opportunity of attending our Christian school. I just, just missed out on it. In fact, uh, I uh, when I graduated from public high school, I went straight into college, and while I was in college, I started teaching in our Christian school. But when, when I was in uh, high school, uh, I was uh, apostolic through and through, 
But going to a public high school, there were some challenges that you dealt with. Uh, one thing in particular that I recall, uh, I wasn't a superstar athlete, but when you're this little, when you're this small, you've got to at least be fast to survive. So uh, I could run a little bit with a miracle. And um, you thank God sometimes for small victories in, in your life that God reminds you of. Um, we had a field day at public high school, West High School in Knoxville. And uh, th this field day was right at the beginning of the school year. And I found out later that a lot of the coaching staff actually used this field day as kind of a, uh, uh, a way to see if they had anybody that they didn't know about in their school that might could contribute to their athletics. Well, they had this... Uh, field day and uh, they lined us up uh, I was in the 10th grade and they lined us up uh, to run the 100 yard dash so uh, I lined up I had my blue jeans on and uh, coach came over he said McCool where's your track shorts I said I don't wear track shorts he said well my boys are going to smoke you and I said you're probably right coach and uh, for one time, at least, the dude in the jeans won the race against two of his track guys. After it was over, he came to me. He said, now, tell me about this stuff. He, he said, do I need to talk to your dad? I need you to go out for the track team. Uh, I, and I said, no, coach, you don't need to talk to my dad. I said, this is my personal conviction. And I had to make a choice right then. And I feel like that choice I made forever changed my destiny. I made a commitment. But I also always dreamed of uh, the opportunity of having a Christian school. My dad had talked about it, and they, they were starting to get things together, but the school wasn't together yet. But I had thought how awesome it would be to be able to have a Christian school that you didn't have those kind of pressures put on you. So when I got into teaching in our apostolic Christian school, that was one of the first things I did. We started developing some athletics for our kids. I want every graduate in this place, every student in this place, every instructor, all the alum, I want you to know you need to square your shoulders, stick your chest out, and be proud with a godly pride that you have Tri-State Christian Academy on your resume. There is nothing to be ashamed of. In, in fact, you are elite. Do you hear me? You are elite. The world will try to tell you different. The world may try to diminish some of the things. Oh, oh, you're one of those... Christian school folk, you better know we are. We're blood-bought. We have unique qualifications. God has afforded it to be so. So I count it a high, high honor to be here for this 20th anniversary. Would you stand with me? I want to bring you a few scriptures tonight. And I hope this will be of encouragement and strength to all that's here.
call your attention to the book of 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. And if you're turning there, I, we used to have everybody hold their Bible up and say, Satan, it is written. Now I tell them they need to say, Satan, it's downloaded because most folks got uh, some kind of device. Whatever it is, I want the enemy to know that we get our authority not from what I say, but from what God's Word says. So that's where we're going to go tonight. 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. Let's read it, verse number 1. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. As travail upon a woman with child, they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. For ye are all the children of light. Notice that. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. For a few moments tonight, I'd like to speak to you on this subject, the children of light and the children of day. Let's pray. Savior, I love you. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity of speaking to this wonderful congregation. God, I pray as we memorialize and celebrate the mighty work that you have done here, that we would always remember where our strength comes from where our anointing comes from, Lord, where our encouragement and our power comes from. Lord, let us trust in you and let your word speak to us mightily this night. For all this, we're grateful and thankful. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Lord bless you. You can be seated. I know that all would agree with us that we are living in a dark, dark world. It has become in vogue now to even dress dark. You know, I, I remember the day, I'm really going to date myself now. You young folks, you won't have a clue what I'm talking about. But uh, there was a fellow named Johnny Cash who was known as the man in black. Now it seems like everybody must be Johnny Cash fans. You know, everybody wants to, I'm going to be dark. We have dark dress. It's cool to be dark. They even have something now, I got to study, and they call it having dark humor. Embracing a dark lifestyle. That term dark humor, I wanted to know what that meant, so I looked it up. And the definition or ex explanation, I guess you could say, was humor that is viewed as dark, morbid, cruel, offensive to some, or graphic in nature, and is yet still found funny. What that is is a fancy way of saying there's no respect for anything anymore. The things we ought to be crying about in our society, folks laugh at it. The things that should terribly disturb us instead becomes the butt of the dark comedian's joke. We're living in a dark, dark world. I also read that there's something now even called the dark web. 
The dark web is the part of the World Wide Web that is only accessible by means of special software that allows users and website operators to remain anonymous or untraceable. You know, the twittiots out there, the keyboard cowards that want to stay anonymous but give their dark opinions and just tell you how bad you are. We're living in a dark world, hear me? Darth Vader beckoned Luke, now not the physician, come join the dark side. And it seems that that has been the theme of much of the world. Get dark, be dark, live in darkness. Last Saturday was the third Saturday in September. In case you didn't know, that's the 80th birthday of the dark night. All you Batman fans, there's a lot of darkness going on. But I'm here to tell you, I'm not a child of the dark. I don't live in darkness. I don't exist in darkness. Scripture said, Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Hear me. We may be in the minority, but we are children of the day. There's a bright light shining from this assembly. You hear me? There's a bright light that came to this community a long time ago. 20 years ago, the education system that has been so dark that said get prayer and Bible reading out of the school. Somebody said, oh no, we're going to shine a light in Arthur, Tennessee. We're going to shine a light how education really ought to be. There'll be a Christian academy in this tri-state area. We're not children of darkness. Genesis 1, 1 said, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. You see, when God really shows up, He starts eliminating darkness and starts bringing light. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. I've got news for you, education system. 20 years ago, there was darkness in this community. But God stepped in and said, Arthur, let there be light. Let there be Tri-State Christian Academy. There's a light shining in this dark community. When God said, let there be light, the Bible said there was light. And God saw the light, and, and it was good. Light is good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Well, if God's about light, where did the darkness come from? John Milton, in his poem, Paradise Lost, referred to Satan as the prince of darkness. I've got news for you. I don't want to exist and live in a kingdom whose prince is Satan. But it seems like this world more and more wants to be like Satan and adopt and adapt to his ideas and be just as dark as it can. Well, why would anybody want to be dark? Jesus told us why. In St. John 3, 19, and this is the condemnation That light has come into the world. And men loved darkness 
rather than light because their deeds were evil. Why do people want to be dark? Why do they want to live in the dark? Because they're doing bad stuff. They're doing evil stuff. Now, I grew up in the city, but I have visited the country a few times. I'm one of those kind of guys that if there's an old stump that's been there, I'm just curious enough, I want to turn it over and see what's under it. I have yet to turn over a stump and find anything that really I wanted to have anything to do with. You think you'd learn after a while. There's always some kind of creepy crawlers and nasty things in there. You, and what do they do when you turn it? They go scurrying. You shine light on their darkness. And I've got news for you. When the power of the Holy Ghost comes in, evil starts scurrying and starts running. Evil's not comfortable. I'm here to tell you, we've got to keep shining a bright light in our community. We are the children of light. We are the children of the day. Jesus went on to say, For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. And please, everybody, notice verse 21. I want to give you a little bit of doctrine here. Verse 21 says, But he that doeth truth. It didn't say that he that believeth truth. If somebody says, now, I'll, I'll, I'll try to be cool now. I've already talked about Johnny Cash to let you know how old I am. And Batman, he's 80, so... Let me, let me try to be cool and, and use some common vernacular. If somebody comes up to you and says, Hey, Brother Miracle, let's do coffee. I don't think that means we're going to believe about coffee. If you do coffee, means you're going. there's a physical act going to take place and you're going to go drink coffee together. If you do truth, that means you do what the truth of the word of the Lord says. You don't just believe it, you act on it. You repent of your sins. You get baptized in Jesus' name. You get filled. If you thought you were going to miss out on that, you can forget it. If this preacher's going to preach, we're going to do truth. We're not just going to believe truth. We're going to do some truth. He said, but he that doeth truth cometh to the light. I've got news for you. There's going to be some dark folks come through these doors. Teachers, there's going to be some dark kids come through the door. They've been exposed to a lot of evil and ugly. You're going to deal with kids that has language that you're not even used to. But you know what we've got to do? We've got to teach them how to do truth. When that kid said, I want to be baptized, what was happening? He was going to do some truth here. I want to do some truth. I want to see the kids of this community do some truth. I want it to be revealed to them by the light that's shining. Look, we can't be like the public schools. They'll always be better at being public schools than we are. We've got to be what we are. We've got to be a Christian school. We've got to be a Pentecostal apostolic church. We've got to be the light shining in this community. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, and his, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. You see, my greatest fear as a pastor, my greatest fear as a member of a 
ministerial organization and of our movement is the temptation for some churches and some movements to become dark churches. Instead of shining the light, let's be more like the darkness. Let's adapt and adopt our presentation and let it be more like the world. The world will always be better at being the world than we are. We've got to keep being the church. We've got to be separate, blood-bought, bought out. I don't want to be part of a dark church that you can't tell whether you're at the church or you're at the honky-tonk. I don't want to be a part of a church that's adopting some uh, milk toast watered down ideology so they can fit in with the mainstream of religiosity if I might coin a term. Matthew 5, 14 tells us this. Ye are the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill that can't be hit. We don't need any undercover apostolics. We need folks that aren't afraid to let their light shine all the time. In our community, if they hire a graduate from this school, they ought to know they're going to get the best employee they can get. They've been prepared morally, educationally, and spiritually. If you're from this, if you're an alumni or you're a graduate, you have an added responsibility. You're light. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. Now, hear me, folks. I, I'm going a little slow, but I hope you don't interpret that for any lack of fervor or intensity. If you got a candle, you don't light it and hide it. You put it in a prominent place. You put it on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house, the more you elevate what you are, the more light you will shine. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Did you know apostolics need to be the kindest folks in the community? Oh, could I give you an example? This is just a personal practice of mine. Not asking you to do anything. But I have made a covenant with myself. Brother Miracle, if I go into a restaurant, I'm either going to leave a tip or give an offering. I'm not going to be one of those jerks that says, Honey, you get five cents for your sorry service tonight. Oh, Brother McCool, don't you want to encourage that young lady to do a better job? No, that's not what I'm there to do. I want them to know if an apostolic walks in the place, if she's had the worst day and she's been uh, way overwhelmed, that there's some nice people in the community that still care. She might have had a bad day, but maybe I can be a light that shines. Now, I realized all those woo spiritual people, there's no angels in that. You won't get any halo dust on your shoulders by what I'm preaching. But if you'll hear me, this is the way we will let our light shine. Long before we ever get to tell anybody about the Jesus name message, if we'll let our light shine, we're the best employees, we're the best workers, we're the best boss. Everything we do, our work is quality. Our language is sweet. Calm down, this is a celebration. 
let your light shine before me. Everybody don't know who we are. But I want them to find out before it's over. Several years ago, we were on a choir trip. Had our bus, had it loaded down. and Our bus says First Apostolic Church in great big boxcar letters down the side of it. And there was something going on. And again, I'm dating myself to let you know just how old I am. But there was a time that there was a, a trucker strike here in the United States. All the 18-wheel truck drivers uh, they tried to band, band together. Fuel prices had gone high, and, and they were getting no subsidies, and they wanted the nation to see uh, just how uh, much the nation depends. So they had a trucker strike, and most all the truck drivers parked their trucks, but there were a few gypsy drivers that felt like they had to make a living, and so they kind of uh, busted their, uh, their ranks, and they were driving. And it got to be a very dangerous time on the road if you were driving a truck. There were a few trucks that somebody would shoot through the truck, and things happened. Well, we were on a, a bus trip, on a choir trip with our church bus, and uh, we had a CB radio, and it was normally just buzzing. Truckers say, what's your 20 in? What's your handle? And all that stuff that they used to do uh, before the days of cell phones. And, and all of a sudden, uh, uh, some guy... I, we heard him on, on the, the CB break in uh, said, hey, what's your 20? He said, I'm following my insurance policy. And the guy said, come back? What do you mean insurance policy? He said, I, I found me a church bus and I'm following it. And sure enough, we looked in the mirror and there was a truck just right up behind us. He felt like that nobody would take a shot at him as long as he was near a church bus, you know. So the guy back, called him back on the CB radio. He said, what kind of church is that? He said, give me just a minute. You could tell he was trying to read, and we had a name on the back of the bus, and he kind of pulled out and looked aside, and he said, I believe that says First Alcoholic Church. <laughs> Not everybody knows who we are, but I want them to. I want my light to shine so bright when they see me smiling, they wonder what I'm up to. So they'll ask me a question. I can tell them about the Jesus I'm serving. I can tell them about living the greatest life there is. There's not going to be any sad songs or fast digging in my life. Jesus has been too good to me. I've been blessed. I've been brought out of darkness. I've attended a Christian school. I go to a thriving church. You're so blessed. You're the light of the world. You see, dark churches want to be anonymous. They want to create an aura about themselves that folks don't know what they believe. If you tell everybody you tend to attend a non-denominal church, that means you don't have a denomination. If you don't know what you believe, how in the world can you tell them what they ought to believe? We don't believe anything. You see, there are too many that are scared of biblical separation from the world, holiness identification. If we ever get to that point, we start becoming a dark church. Those who develop strategies 
to not be identified as apostolic Pentecostal Christians or oneness people or people of the name. They're becoming dark churches. Those who feel the apostles' doctrine should be taught to saints in some quasi-private setting because it might scare off the mainstream is in danger of becoming a dark church. Stealthy operation and black ops may be fine for military, but we don't need a dark church nowadays. Our original text in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 4 said, But ye are not in darkness. But It says in verse 4, rather, But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that the day should overtake you as a thief in night. You're children of the light, children of the day. Sometimes your pastor will step behind this desk, both at the school and in this wonderful assembly. And he'll say, wake up! Stop what you're doing. Stop sinning. You know what he's doing? He's turning the lights back on. If you've been living in a dim, dark, spiritual world, son, he said, wake up, turn the lights on. Verse 7 said, but for they that sleep in the night and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. Let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to attain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, there's so much good in that. We're not going around mad with wrath all the time. We need to be appointed to love. We need That needs to be our breastplate. Love and faith, our helmet, the hope of salvation. We must preach the gospel, not hide the gospel. We are not hotel or rather Motel 6, we don't have to leave the light on. We are the light. 2 Corinthians 4 says, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry. Let me speak to everyone in the house. Be thankful for this ministry. Thank God for this ministry. In this day of Cyber churches, streaming services, we do it, you do it, I understand that. But your support needs to be for this ministry. If I might pastor a little bit, or maybe it's meddling, don't find you some ministry in another state or some other community and say, well, I'm going to send them a potion of my, you don't have no potion of your tithe. It's all God's money that needs to be in this local. You're in this ministry. Your time, your efforts need to be about this ministry. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry as we have received. Where did you get your mercy? Oh, you might have got inspired by a good internet message. But who comes and visits you when you're in the hospital? Who has a prayer vigil when your baby is sick? Who's looking out for you? It's not some ministry across the country. We have this ministry. This is where our loyalty should lie. This is the place we need to be every time the doors are open. Oh, I'm feeling a little under the weather tonight. I'm going to watch brother so-and-so out in there. No, 
you need to be in the house of God. See, I told you I was going to meddle a little bit. What did it say? Therefore we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. You know what happens when you faint? It goes dark. I'm not a fainter, but I did faint one time, Brother, brother uh, Miracle. I, I, I did faint or came real close. I was one of those cool kids, you know, there was a fad went around that you went around with your tennis shoes untied. Oh, man, you were bad. You, you know, you didn't tie them, but you had high-top uh, Jordans. And y'all do know who Jordan is, some of you uh, young folks. Uh, uh, not the river. Uh, but you, you walked around in your Jordans, but you left them untied and the strings. Hey, man, you were cool. And... Some of the guys over at the church, they were shooting ball, and I walked out in my Jordans, and we started playing ball, and I didn't tighten my shoes up. So I went down the court dribbling, and somebody was right behind me. I knew he was going to try to block my shot, so I did one of those jump stops, you know, plant and fake. You know, he was going to go by, and I was going to hit the And when, he, when I planted and fake, both of my big toes slid all the way to the front of those shoes. And it hurt, I want you to know. I'm confessing now. By the time I got home, both of my big toenails had turned purple. And they really did hurt then. Man, I was looking for pity and sympathy. And uh, My Uncle Spencer happened to be visiting with us at that time. and He said, what happened? Why are you limping around? I told him the story. He said, well, here's what you need to do. He said, if you'll take a needle... He said, just heat the tip of it. And he said, just start. And that's about the last thing I remember him saying. Brother Miracle, I wanted to sit down. I didn't know where down was. There were little tinglys and the little planets started going around. And I said, whoa. What? I started trying to find the wall. Things started going dark. I, I had to get my head down between my knees, get some blood back between my ears. said, we have, we've received mercy. We faint not. Now's no time to be going dark and fainting. Now's the time to make. You see, the reason we're having 20th anniversary is because there's a Catherine. We got to keep the doors open. We got to keep going. The reason we keep growing, the reason we, hey, we're enjoying this grandpa business, aren't we, brothers? This is good stuff. I can brag. Don't get me started there. I do want y'all to go home before tomorrow. This grandpa stuff is good. It's no time to get weak and faint. It's no time to go dark. We've got to stay strong. We've got to stay vigilant. Verse 2 said, But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully. We don't need to come up with some new revelation. There are no new revelations unless it's false doctrine. The scripture is what it is and what it will always be. There's no new revelations. There's still one salvation plan. All we got to do is keep preaching it, keep propagating it, keep shining it in our community. but by manifestation of the truth. It's on your title. That's what the place is called. 
spirit and truth. This is a truth church. We don't have to have some crafty doctrine. We're trying to get folks fooled to come into the altar. We're going to preach the truth. We're going to preach salvation message and let the Holy Ghost take over. It may be 40 before you're allowed me to come back and preach preaching like this. I don't know. But if our gospel be hid, verse 3, it's hid to them that are lost and whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not of ourselves. This isn't the Audian Candy Ministries. This is spirit and truth ministry. This is spirit and truth worship center. We're preaching truth here. Verse 6, For God who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I've been brought out of darkness. Now, let me give you just a couple of most, more scriptures, and I'm going to let you go. 1 Peter 2, 9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Peculiar, there's nothing wrong with being peculiar. Why be normal? This world's normal is ugly. In this world's normal, men marry men and women marry women. That's now supposed to be normal. My God, you don't even know which bathroom they get to go in anymore. And that's normal? Why be normal? I'm peculiar. That you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. It's not my light, it's his light. He's just going to shine through me if I'll let him. If I'll... Oh, somebody hear me tonight. It said we are a holy nation. Let me ask you, what is your nationality? I was born in Knoxville, Tennessee. I am an American by birth. That is my nationality. It indicates, or rather it is indicated in the way I dress, in the way I talk, and the way I behave, that's, that's my nationality. Uh, if I go up to Michigan, folks say, you're not from around here when they hear me talk. You think I needed an interpreter in Spain? I almost need one when I go north of Kentucky. But I, that's my nationality. That's who I am. But I got news for you. When I landed in Atlanta after we'd been to Madrid, Spain. We walked in, and there's a big old long line at the customs. And I walked up with my passport, and I laid my passport down. And that officer behind there, he looked at that passport, and he looked at me. He said, Welcome home, Mr. McCool. I could have shouted. Made me feel so good. I was home. That's who I was. I'm an American citizen. I was home. But let me tell you, I was born in Knoxville, but I was born again a few years later at a camp meeting at an old-fashioned altar, and I became part of a holy nation. 
He said, you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. I've got a new nationality now. I was born again. I've been born into a holy nation. That's my spiritual nationality. It will be demonstrated in the way I talk, in the way I dress, in my behavior. I have a holy nationality now. Verse 10 said, which in times past were not a people, but are now a people of God, which have not had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. God's mercy brings a call to the light. Would you stand with me? There are other things I could say. But let me take us home just a minute. There will be characteristics of the children of light, the children of day. 1 Thessalonians 5.11, again where we started. He said, comfort yourselves together and edify one another. The term edify means to instruct or improve morally and intellectually. That's what a Christian school does. It edifies. It gives instruction and it improves students morally and intellectually. In fact, synonyms for that word edify means to educate, to instruct, to teach, to school, to tutor, to train, to guide. That's what y'all been doing for 20 years. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. That line of beautiful instructors that were across here. You better esteem them highly. You better honor them. The brainchild, the heart, those who have an anointed call, your pastoral leadership, esteem them highly. If you do that, you then are fulfilling what it means to edify. Let me take us finally to my last scripture. I, 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 see, I'm skipping pages. I, I'll make everybody comfortable. Since I started preparing my messages on my computer, I've gone from 14 font to 18 font, and 20's looking better all the time. My messages aren't getting longer, but they are getting thicker, I promise you. Let me give you one last passage. 1 John 1, 4. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. I want us to be full of joy. There's a lot of folks full of something, but it ain't joy. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. This world can be dark if it want to. I'm not of the dark. I'm not living on the dark side. I'm not living a dark lifestyle. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. You can't live in the dark part of the time and show up on Sunday and expect to turn the light on. We've got to live in the light. 
It said, if we walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, here it is, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sins. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. I remind you, we learned it in Sunday school. But no more powerful words have been written. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Shine all over Arthur. I'm going to let it shine. Shine all over Tazewell, I'm going to let it shine. Shine all over Middlesboro, I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Would you lift your hands and love Jesus? Give him praise for the light tonight. Hallelujah. Come on, praise him, praise him, praise him. We love you tonight, Father. Most excellent. I think the Bible says something to the effect that we are to buy the truth and what? Sell it, Sell it not. A friend of mine said that he was at church a few days ago. It's He goes to another church and he said they had a singing group in and he said when they began... They, they got into some things and involved in some things. He said, I was so uncomfortable, I had to go outside. He said, I can't be a part of that. I'm thankful tonight that there is a uniformed message. Amen. There's a uniformed message. The Apostle Paul wrote this to the church at Corinth, and he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 16, he said, but if any man seem to be contentious, we have no such customs. Now, I want you to notice the latter part. Neither the churches of God. So he said, Brother Blevins, if you go to Brother Peter's church or Brother James's church or Brother Timothy's church, or he said, it's, you're going to get the same message. He said, if you want to be contentious, then we don't have any other, we don't have any other teachings. I'm thankful, Pastor. I'm thankful, Pastor. We love you tonight, Father. We love you tonight, Father. We praise you tonight, Father. We honor you tonight, Father. God, we exalt you above all other giving praise and worship. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Brother Morgan, thank you. Wherever Brother Morgan is. Uh, there you are. You were up high earlier. You come down low. So, uh, Thank you. Uh, Brother Morgan has sat on our school board for 20 years, I guess. I don't know how long, but he uh, is, is, is greatly involved in Tri-State Christian Academy as well. Both of his children have graduated from Tri-State Christian Academy, but he has supported his wife uh, and, and been by her side through uh, many, many times. There was probably a financial woe. And uh, not one time did Sister Morgan say, Brother Morgan said, I need to go get another job or anything to that nature. And uh, he, he shouldered those responsibilities, and, and uh, God's blessed them. God's blessed them richly. And I, uh, he, he is, uh, I appreciate that. And by, by naming them, by, by no means am I uh, not honoring anyone else uh, in doing so, I give honor to each and every one of you all. Uh, greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate you all being a part of our family. All the things that you all have instilled in our children, uh, I greatly appreciate each one of you all. Love you all greatly. Amen. Amen. Pastor McCool, thank you all for making the trip. Sister McCool, thank you very much. There's been times that I've been in sticky situations, and uh, I had to say, hey, let me call my friend. <laughs> let me get some advice. Let me get some directions here. And uh, he's always uh, always taking my calls and always taking my text messages and however I need to get a hold of him, and I greatly appreciate that. Uh, someone that I can counsel with and someone I can talk with, and uh, what a friend we have in Jesus, but what a friend we have in the McCools as well. So uh, thank you all for coming out on a Friday night. I know your schedule doesn't have church in it on Friday nights. Uh, next week we do have a church again, and that will be at Kingsport, Brother Street's church to my knowledge, and uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be doing a master rally. Uh, so all sections will be coming together in Kingsport, but that will be next Friday night. Tomorrow, starting at 2 o'clock, is that right, Brother Morgan? Uh, going to have a cookout and some games and, and uh, just fun activity outside. Uh, I can pretty much guarantee you it's not going to rain. Uh, it's not this month. So, <laughs> Sister Miracle. Also, Sunday, we've switched our services around from our morning and evening service and having a midday service. And we are celebrating 20 years of Sister Miracle and I being here in the ministry. So uh, that will be uh, that will be on the on Sunday at two o'clock, and uh, Pastor David Triplett will be with us. Uh, he has been a close close friend of ours, and our musicians, praisers, and all all of these guys up here. We can say thank you to Sister Triplett. Uh, every week we made a trip to Clinton.